Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Haresh Bungalia, the Chief Executive Officer of CasePoint, a provider of e-discovery software. Hi, Haresh. How are you? I'm great, Ari. How are you? I'm very well. So, Tell us about your background and the genesis of CasePoint. The idea came about in 2007 with it being more crystallized in 2008. The idea then was when we looked at legal tech and particularly e-discovery technology, which was really just coming together, we saw a highly fragmented market where you had certain pieces of technology addressing certain components of the totality of what needed to be executed from a workflow perspective. And we felt that there was a better way to solve the problem. And we endeavored to build a end-to-end e-discovery platform that encompassed everything from collections, processing, review, production, ECA, analytics, all in a single continuous piece of technology. So that was the genesis of CasePoint, just trying to drive a more efficient e-discovery workflow. How does your technology differ from others on the market? Obviously, we know that there's a lot of different technology out there in the market that meets the needs of e-discovery. I think for us, we were the first end-to-end web-based, cloud-hosted platform that's out there. Having been in business for as long as we have, the technology has grown quite a bit and it is very robust. When you look at our processing capability and the number of file types that we're able to process, or you look at our review capabilities and the bells and whistles that we offer to help do the more complicated review workflows, or the fact that analytics is built in and that there are no bolt-ons, it's all developed in-house by us without any third-party integration. How have you adapted to the challenges presented by the COVID-19 crisis? Obviously, COVID-19 is something that we never expected or obviously experienced in our lifetime or any lifetime for that matter. I think for us, from a business perspective, things have been fine. The first couple of weeks were a little bit trying to figure out how everything was going to fall in place. But now that we've got a better handle on case point as a business, we're really focused on the well-being of our people. We're eight weeks into this and this whole adjusting to working from home and using technology that's Zoom and video conferencing and other such things are all great. But I think from an adjusting perspective, it's really making sure that we maintain our mental, emotional and physical health, which I think has been the most difficult for a number of us. You have been around for a long time and are an experienced executive. How does this differ from the Great Recession and other business interruption experiences? This one is unique in that it's not purely economic driven or it's not driven by an event that was man-made, so to speak, right? I mean, this is not a wartime scenario or it's not a financial crisis because some individuals participated in reckless behavior. This is really multi-layered. You've got a health pandemic which really plays on people's minds in terms of how all of this is going to play out. There is no script for us to navigate our way out of this. As we look at this, there's so many variables that are going into how we deal with it. Governments around the world right now are propping up economies, but it's not just about that. There really is a emotional and mental component to this. And it's how do you navigate through that? Because 
there's just so many variables that are involved. But at the same time, humanity is resilient and we will navigate our way out of this. And it may take a little bit of time, depending on who you talk to. The other thing is people's optimism fluctuates from day to day. It's trying from that perspective. One of the things that we're attempting to do is just be patient and take the long view. How can legal tech companies specifically manage the current uncertainty and continue to generate momentum? When you look at legal tech, we're fortunate that we are not directly impacted by this. We're not in hospitality or retail or travel or the industries that are taking a direct impact because of changes in consumer behavior. So from that standpoint, there's a high degree of confidence and resilience of the legal tech industry. And if you look at previous economic downturns, law and litigation have continued and in certain instances expanded as we navigate our way out of the downturn. But I think that specifically, given that we're in a good industry, it's not as impacted. The thing that we can do right now is really focus on the fundamentals of our business. We talk about it, spring cleaning, so to speak, making sure that you're looking at all components of your business from a people process and technology perspective and making sure that it's fine-tuned. If there are any adjustments that need to be made, this is a good time to make those adjustments. And I'm not talking about salary reductions or staff reductions. I'm talking about making sure that we've got the right people in the right roles, doing the right things, making sure that we've got the right systems in place to be able to measure the appropriate operational metrics, making sure that we've got the right client service models in place, This is also a good time for us to continue to execute on our technology roadmap and making sure that sometimes we have an opportunity now to take some of those nice-to-have features that we've been meaning to put into our technology. This is a good time to look at rolling those out and just continuing to generally uh, push forward. How can companies use data-driven forecasting and precise cost modeling to guide them as the market shifts? So I think it's looking at everything from your top line revenue forecast and making sure that you've got a good handle on what your pipeline looks like of new deals that are coming in. I think it's also an opportunity to look at your cost structure and forecasting out and budgeting what your costs are going to be. You're seeing companies slow down discretionary spending right now to shore up their balance sheet so that they can navigate their way through this. It's about tying all of those components together so that you can get a global view of what's going on. It's a little difficult sometimes to do the sales forecasting in an environment like this because we don't have absolute clarity in terms of when opportunities will materialize. Many companies, the timelines are shifting from right to left. Or in some instances, opportunities that we may be pursuing are not a priority anymore for our clients. Specifically within legal tech and litig, with the slowdown of the court system, we've seen some slowdown on downstream, obviously. But I think it's about diving into your operational data, everything from sales forecasting to cost and making sure that you have a sustainable business model. Speaking of opportunities in the court system, what can legal providers do to prepare now for the expected increased demand in litigation? I think it goes back to the spring cleaning example that I gave, looking at your people process and technology. The number one thing that we can do is, to the extent it's possible for your individual organizations, is really take a hard look before making any staff reductions. Because 
if you trim your team right now, when the activity picks up, that only means that you're going to have to rehire. Those individuals may or may not be available at that point in time. And now you have a ramp up period where you're going to have to retrain all of the new individuals that you're going to have to hire at that point in time. It's about making sure that we continue to sustain the business as it is to the extent possible for providers and the broader legal community, whether it be law firms or corporations. This is an opportunity for them to look at their technology stack and see if there's a better way to solve things on a go-forward basis. Are there lessons that you've learned over the course of your career that are helping to guide you during this period? I've had the good opportunity or a good fortune of running my own business for quite some time now. And having navigated through the dot-com bubble burst, 9-11, the financial meltdown of 2008, and now this, what it really comes down to is not oscillating. You know, you have to have the steady hand that guides. And we've been fortunate that if you look at where we are right now, as you look at legal tech in general, it's a mission-critical offering. It's not something that, as folks are looking at, it's not a discretionary item. It is something that they need and they must have. The key is to continue to be the steady hand in making sure that we don't oscillate, making sure that we don't have knee-jerk reactions are all important things as we look ahead. And luckily for us, as you mentioned, we're expecting an increase in litigation activity. So there's a great deal of optimism and enthusiasm that there is going to be a sustained market on a go-forward basis. And we just have to be patient until the tide turns. Given your description of it as mission critical, how do you see this pandemic changing legal tech? When you look at the practice of law, you're seeing it now. Lawyers are now becoming more accustomed to using different types of technology to do their work. Whereas in the past, a lawyer would not have used video conferencing capability to do a deposition, would not have used other cloud-based technology to do their work, would not have used certain apps. I think what you're going to see is you're going to see a greater adoption of technology across the board on the operational side. Individuals are now more open to using technology to do their work, whereas maybe in the past they would have been more manual processes or things along those lines. We also feel that the push to the cloud has been there for quite some time now. I think that this pandemic is going to increase the speed at which organizations move to the cloud because it's just easier to manage an environment that is hosted by somebody else rather than hosted internally. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Haresh Bungalia, the Chief Executive Officer of CasePoint, a provider of e-discovery software. Haresh, thank you so much. Thank you, Ari. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.